Hey, this is Sayyam Botani and you're listening to Chai Time Data Science, a podcast for data science enthusiasts where I interview practitioners, researchers and cagglers about their journey, experience and talk all things about data science. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Chai Time Data Science Show. In this episode, I interview Shivam Bansal, who is one of the top Kernel Grandmasters on Kaggle, currently ranked as fourth in the Kernel rankings. Shivam is currently working as a research scientist at NUS and he has been working in the data science field for the past few years. We talk about his journey into data science, his Kaggle experience and about his recent competitions uh, solution to the competition that he's recently won. We also talk about his pipeline for writing the amazing kernels and blog posts that I'm definitely a fan of. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hello, Grandmaster. Thank you so much for taking the time to do th- do this. It's really an honor for me to have you on the interview series. Yeah, thank you so much, Sanyam, for inviting me. It's also, also an honor for me to be part of this excellent ML series interview. Uh, so thanks. Thanks for the kind words. Today, you ranked as one of the top Colonel Grandmasters. You're also a research scientist at NUS. And you, mm-hmm. you had been working in the data science field for quite a while. So. Yeah. Could you tell us what got you interested in data science at first? Yeah, so I did my undergraduate studies uh, from computer science and engineering background Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2010 to 2014. So during the last few semesters of my course, I got acquainted with courses like natural language processing, computer vision, image processing, etc. That time I was not very much interested into these courses, but just out of curiosity, just to do something different from what other people have been doing. I took these courses and uh, later I got very deep interest in natural language processing specifically. Mm -hmm. And uh, coincidentally, like my first job, my first company were also looking for people who had computer science background along with interest in natural language processing. So okay. that I would say was uh, that started my data science journey. Got it. And I think this is like before the, even TensorFlow was public, before there was this boom, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was the time when things like uh, regular expression, TF idea, these techniques were very popular. These were the main go-to techniques for any problem. The state of the art, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> Got it. And uh, contrary to what people do, like they sign up for Kaggle, after they want to get a taste of data science, you had been working as a data scientist and you signed up for Kaggle later on. So could you tell mm-hmm. us what made you sign up for Kaggle? Yeah, so so I was aware about Kaggle when I started data science, like uh, back in 2014. So in mm-hmm. fact, I was uh, working on sentiment analysis problem. And at that time, uh, one of the competition on sentiment analysis was also running on Kaggle. So just to get references, just to get more ideas, I got aware about Kaggle. But at that point of time, I did not join Kaggle. Uh, well, the reason for that was I felt maybe it, it, I am not 
uh, very much into competitions or machine mm-hmm. learning was not my core skill set at that point yeah. of time i was only into nlp so i just took a hold that time but mm-hmm. after a couple of years i would say in 2018 then mm-hmm. uh, i had this hobby of uh, writing blogs articles etc on different platforms so whatever mm-hmm. i used to learn whatever i used to whatever i learned new i used to document it in a form of a blog or article i'm, I'm a total fan of your blog posts also by the <laughs> way thank you yeah thank you so much so um, so i uh, just uh, just for fun just for side projects i thought why don't uh, i try something new something a, d- a different platform to share those knowledge which i have yeah. so i i started uh, kaggle kernels and i mm-hmm. shared my first kernel in a competition which was donors choose competition and uh, uh, fortunately this com- this kernel was also selected as winner of one of the kernel awards wow. so uh, i i realized that kaggle kernels is not just a very good way to to do applied data science practical data science but also they are a good way to uh, like write blogs in a different form in which you can get a direct feedback from the community you can also get inspiration and motivated by seeing other people work and when people appreciate you in the form of say upvoting liking commenting so that that's kind of a great feedback that you get so that's how i started kaggle lately as such got it and i think you absolutely smashed it uh, you became a grandmaster i think in less than under a year in about 9 10 months correct yeah so 9 months to be exact wow. uh, yeah so could you tell us more about your kaggle journey like what got you addicted to kaggle when you finally like caught the kaggle mm-hmm. bug right uh, so as i mentioned uh, i always had this habit to do something to involve myself in something mm-hmm. before kaggle i was doing maybe similar stuff but in the form of say blogs articles on or on some other mediums like yeah. i used to write a lot of research paper as well mm-hmm. when i got to know kaggle i just shifted all the focus on kaggle and started sharing whatever knowledge i gained in past 4 or 5 years uh, in the form of kaggle kernels uh luckily my all of my work was appreciated a lot by community even even by kaggle uh, i also won a couple of uh, kaggle kernel awards swag prizes etc so i think 10 was, in the first year itself yes, right correct <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that added on top of uh, like motivation or motivating factor of keep writing kernels keep sharing what you what you know as such and, and do you uh, think your previous experience or industrial experience was helpful as well in for for the kernels definitely i believe uh, whatever i learned whatever i knew the things which work the things which uh, are liked by business people or mm-hmm. how to approach unstructured problems uh, those right. are some of the skill sets i gained during my work experience and mm-hmm. those are some of the things which i applied in my kaggle kernels as well so that got experience it. definitely helped got it um you're also currently working as a research scientist at nus so could you tell us what problems are you looking at work and is like kaggle related uh, to these problems where does kaggle come in the picture for you yeah so uh, i am uh, uh, working mainly in the areas of banking finance and fintech mm-hmm. uh, as a research scientist my goal is to uh, try different ideas try different experiments from research from analytics data science and try to solve the traditional banking methodologies Uh, some of the projects the which i am working on machine learning space right just yes yes i would say it's a mix of uh, both research as well as applied i have okay. to come up with new ideas new research ideas and then also make sure to implement them to mm-hmm. apply them on real data sets as such got it so for instance i am looking for some of the alternative data sets and a fusion of uh, concepts like network science and analytics 
to solve uh, credit scoring in developing countries so these are the conventional problems traditional uh, banking problems but nowadays with more data more techniques uh, yeah. how we can mix them together in order to improve what banks have already been doing so right. these are some of the top level problems i would say i am working on mm-hmm. talking about kaggle i would say kaggle is not directly related to these experiences okay. uh, and these projects but whatever i am learning from these projects is definitely something new which i somehow apply in my kernels indirectly or directly okay so both yeah. sort of reinforce each other in in a sense absolutely yeah got it and also like i think this is also full time role for you for you so how do you find the time to kaggle because kaggle in itself is also a full time role correct yeah yeah so um, i treat kaggle as my self learning time so mm-hmm. whenever i want to let's say learn applied skills uh, i have learned a new research paper some some new concept from a research paper but i want to apply it mm-hmm. i then r- go to kaggle and write a kernel about it mm-hmm. so i treat it as something uh, a time in which i can learn something let's say spending a dedicated 2 hours time every day is something which i make sure that i do because uh, that's how i'll not only dedi- uh, give time to kaggle but i also learn something out of it got it um i also want to ask you like uh, what are your go to steps when starting on a kernel and how do you approach a new problem i assume like as a data scientist we have to ask ourselves questions also before Right. Taking into the data. So, what questions do you ask when looking at a new problem or a kernel right. or a data set? Yeah. So, I I believe this is a very good question, especially for beginners, how to approach an unseen or a completely new problem. Yeah. So, I believe that most of the data science problems, end-to-end data science problems, are highly unstructured in nature. They mm-hmm. just have one business metric. They have a business use case. And as a data scientist, the role is to convert that unstructured problem into a structured one. and then take baby step then take step by step approach to uh, to write the proper solution for that so okay. i always make sure that i always think end to end i i make sure that why i why my solution will affect say business person or business use case and i make sure to break down a problem into smaller steps smaller components and then dedicatedly focus on each and every component and then iteratively improving upon uh, those tasks and those milestones in terms of accuracies in terms of uh, improvements in terms of interpretations explanations etc that's good advice i think looking at the bigger picture while also like breaking the thing down into small goals so definitely definitely got it yeah if, so for instance machine learning problems are uh, considered as uh, straight forward problems in which <laughs> you you have uh ml problem you have to write feature engineering pre processing ml modeling etc but when you think in the business direction as well even yeah. the data scientist can improve on those areas as well maybe you can come up with very cool feature new features which yeah. can definitely improve your machine learning scores mm-hmm. so i believe a mix of both technical thinking analytics as well as business thinking is something which which one should keep in mind while starting any problem got it and i think uh, your rich experience would definitely count here so how do you suggest that a beginner ask the right business uh, questions though also mm-hmm. how do we cultivate that business thoughts like we we going to right. be yeah right so i believe the most important and a most easy way to do that is to get yourself familiarized with the problem statement with the industry with the with the business use case let's say if it is a finance related problem 
I don't think it takes more than say one hour or two hours just to read about basics of finance and basics about the specific problem treatment. Yeah. So let's say someone wants to solve fraud detection in insurance. It is always good to read about why insurance uh, is important and why fraud detection is really important in insurance. Mm-hmm. So just getting those initial business ideas can spark something new, can spark some uh, new ideas and creativity. And then data scientist can jump into the exact problem formulation and then coming up with a solution. So okay. I will definitely recommend to uh, just do not directly start your data science problem. Always read more about the problem treatment, specifically the business context and ask questions like who will be impacted, mm-hmm. uh, how much they will be impacted. And if a data science problem, if a human can solve with this problem, how improvement can a data science model do in the similar problem? So asking these questions can give the right ideas to at least set up a groundwork for all that yeah. machine learning pipeline. I think, and this is not just common to banking, all other sectors that come up to Absolutely. my, my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm also a huge fan of your EDA kernels and could you tell why EDA is so important uh, first for Kaggle and for yourself also? And right. I assume like you, since you've worked on multiple problems in your experience, uh, do you think this has also helped you ask the right, again, the right questions mm-hmm. about different data sets? Absolutely. Yes. I would say EDA is as equal, equally important to getting the right business ideas before starting the problem, because in the first phase, we are getting to know more about the business problem. And mm-hmm. the second phase, which is the EDA, get us help to know more about the data that we have, the kind of uh, tools or techniques that we can apply uh, mm-hmm. can be answered directly from Uh, getting the insights from the EDA. So Mm -hmm. doing a very comprehensive and a deeper EDA can set the groundwork for the next steps of uh, any data science pipeline, say uh, which features you want to curate, which models can work, which type of insights or interpretations can be given to business people. Mm -hmm. All of those initial direction can be obtained uh, from a very comprehensive EDA. Mm And um, also these days, uh, data science project, uh, I would say the successful and complete data science projects are the ones which are not just good in say accuracies or evaluation (laughs) metrics, but also the ones which serves the purpose, which have a logical approach and which, which gives the right answers to those right business questions. And for this part, EDA is the definitely one of the answer doing a right EDA, right approach can give you those right business answers, I would say. I think this is also where beginners sort of confuse uh, data science because they think of this as this model dot fit and accuracy. Absolutely. Whereas yeah. like business people don't care about those one or two percent. They're more right. curious about why you're trying to solve it right. using this approach. Right. So I also want to talk about the second category of kernels that I think you write, which are the tutorial ones. So yeah. I think those are also similar to your blog post. So why are these yeah. important to you? Like what's your motivation for these? Yeah, so I I treat uh, them as uh, some of um, my documentation for a new concept that I learned, or -hmm. maybe something which I want to refer back in future. So Mm -hmm. best way is to make your notes. And since we have Kaggle, so Kaggle kernels is a very good way to make your own notes in the form of Kaggle kernels, which not only will help us, but also may help many other people. So Mm -hmm. I believe Kaggle kernel serves these dual purpose in which you are writing tutorial for yourself at the same time for the community as well. Got it. And like, I'm also curious, like many people are not uh, like for them, it's just competition. So Mm -hmm. why, why not keep the secret sources to yourself, all of these knowledge that you learned and gained. So why, why share it with the community? 
so in my experience i would say i have learned from other people work as well or so called secret sauces so <laughs> i don't believe in just keeping share uh, secret sauces to yourself if i know something new it's good to share with the community uh, because uh, in somehow in the future uh, it will also help you because yeah. let's say when you see people are using your approach then it's also sets up a standard it also raises the bar for yourself so in yeah. the next competition or maybe in the next kernel you have to improve on your previous approaches so yeah. it somehow improves you as well mm-hmm. yeah got it um and i also want to share with the audience that since you're just a kernel grandmaster but you still compete in a very special category of competitions which are the data science for good competitions right. so what's your motivation for uh, competing in this special category correct so i really enjoy data science for competi- uh, good challenges uh, this is because these are very open ended competitions the problem statement presented in these competitions are very different from conventional kaggle competitions in which uh, uh, the the conventional competitions ask for uh, ml friendly problem statement in which the goal is to come up with the best possible model with the best possible evaluation metric on the leaderboard yeah. unlike those competitions in data science for good challenges the uh, they ask for a logical approach a structured approach and end to end approach of how you approach the uh, entire problem mm-hmm. so it does not require only machine learning skills but it requires a good understanding of how you uh, what what is your way of approaching what is your structured thinking how okay. you come up with right visualizations do you have storytelling skills can you do a analysis which can just quickly explains all the business metrics as well as the data metrics to the business person and at the same time they also involves uh, concepts like natural language processing statistics even machine learning deep learning in some cases yeah. so in an overview i would say these competitions uh, demand for versatile data science skills yeah. so these competitions uh, provides an opportunity to practice the complete data science life cycle just okay. by giving one complete solution you can you can uh, come up with a solution to the problems which are more closer to real life data science problems right so, so that's why i, I think, enjoy it i think these also sort of uh, solve the complaint that people have with kaggle which is like it's just a modeling platform Correct. i think these competitions make up for that definitely yeah many uh, kagglers in the past have said that kaggle competitions are not equal to real life uh, data science competition but since last year uh, kaggle has released these i think six or seven data science for good challenges and all of them presented a very different business use case and all yeah. of them were very close to real life problems that personally i have seen in the industry and many other people as well wow okay so i think i think that's another advice for the beginners too if if you not very happy with kaggle please go ahead and try those competitions out definitely yeah uh, congratulations also on your third win in the data science for good competition uh, for a little section i'd also like to talk about the recent win your approach uh, to it so could you tell us a bit about the recent uh, competition and mm-hmm. what was the challenge here and why it caught your interest sure sure so thank you so much for that so yeah this i believe was my third uh, data science for good challenge mm-hmm. uh, so in this competition uh, the business problem was very unique so mm-hmm. this competition was sponsored by city of los angeles and they were in a situation that uh, in a matter of one year yeah. uh, about one third of their workforce uh, of the employees they were eligible to retire so okay. they were having a lot of open vacancies which they wanted to fill in the next 
say couple of months mm-hmm. so they wanted to come up with an effective recruitment strategy by the use of data by the use of analytics and data science and mm-hmm. by effective data effective recruitment strategy uh, they meant that they do not want any unconscious bias or uh, let's say less diversity less qualified candidates etc they wanted to make sure all the candidates which are applying or getting on board they have diversity in say gender in say uh, ethnicities uh, races uh, mm-hmm. or maybe age etc so they wanted to make sure uh, to remove that human bias which is generally present in in the in the recruitment strategies additionally they wanted to make sure that uh, the any employee uh, which is part of this organization they are uh, they are easily uh, aware about the promotional opportunities that they have in the organization mm-hmm. because this is a huge organization with more than 50000 employees and more than 200 different job roles so yeah. if an employee is working in the company so let's say they have a decent experience they satisfy all the criteria mm-hmm. but are they eligible for next promotional paths uh, that was not something which was really clear so yeah. they wanted to use make use of uh, the available data and come up with a framework in which uh, mm-hmm. those promotional paths can be given and on top of that they wanted a very robust very intelligent and comprehensive natural language processing engine which okay. can convert their unstructured job descriptions data available in different pdfs documents etc into one structured form so that they can make more informed decision more data driven decisions about mm-hmm. the vacancies about the job roles about the salaries etc mm-hmm. so it this so this problem had these multiple themes which i just talked about yeah. so this uh, like fusion of like three or four different themes in just one competition made made this competition very challenging in my opinion uh, for instance this this competition required a solution which is complete in all sense not mm-hmm. just giving a good technical technical solution but also solution which explains all these themes all these components very well and uh, city of los angeles can just directly use one single solution to solve all their purposes so that's why I, i decided i should try this competition so in a sense from what i can understand is this was really like a data scientist problem rather than just a competition problem which uh, is correct. common to most competitions correct so maybe machine learning component was relatively lesser in this part but mm-hmm. we were open to use any approach as a as the um submissions given by different calculators they were open to use any approach be it only a machine learning approach yeah. but as you mentioned uh, data science is not just machine learning it's a, it's a sequence of many tasks yeah. so that's what something which was required in this competition i think that's also where many people get confused is that you're not using ai to replace a human you're using software i think in this case to replace the hiring pipeline or Such, yeah, it's, such a... it's more about making your strategies more effective more data driven mm-hmm. so companies have been running their businesses since decades but mostly that is being through knowledge and their experiences mm-hmm. what data scientists do when they come into picture is they improve those experiences they improve those those decisions by giving them right insights right predictions from the data sets so that is something which i believe should uh, everyone should be aware of uh, like mm-hmm. data science is not just replacing those 20 30 experienced <laughs> people but assisting them with data science metrics that's great it is uh, are, are you a fan of the human in the loop concept or uh, the ai concept so so in my opinion i believe that uh, humans are definitely uh, one important piece for any project mm-hmm. uh, 
relying only on ai to say all take all the decisions may not give us the best possible results they may create some implicit bias mm-hmm. so it, it's it's good, good to have humans in the loop got it uh also you mentioned about all of this knowledge so could you tell us more about what sort of research for you or what sort of background study for you went uh, into the competition while you were competing for this yeah so i structured my entire solution uh, in a series of 5 uh, to 6 steps in which the first step was doing all the comprehensive research reading all about why companies uh, struggle in getting not diverse candidates yeah. uh, what is the meaning of effective recruitment strategy what is diversity mm-hmm. hiring what are the kind of implicit bias so mm-hmm. I, i read uh, more than 10 research papers on these different ideas i read more than 50 blog posts and articles which were available on the internet so one whole week i spent into just getting the more business insights getting the more ideas mm-hmm. about what this competition is actually talking about right got it yeah. uh, also like people tend to just jump into a competition submit to the leaderboard right away which is not possible in this so what yeah. do you think of like how should be the split for understanding the problem versus getting a baseline ready versus adding features right uh, so these uh, competitions as i mentioned uh, requires a very comprehensive solution so mm-hmm. it is always good to start with a very simple solution or a very start very basic solution let's say as as i mentioned this competition had four to five different themes so Uh, a good strategy is to pick one of the theme and try to come up with a simple approach or simple solution for that let's say you want to measure if job bulletins has racial bias or gender bias so just come up with one visualization and see if that visualization is explaining the uh, racial bias or gender bias uh, in them and then over the time over next few days iteratively add more visualizations iteratively add more statistical analysis more yeah. recommendations and improve on top of that so i believe these competitions also follow somewhat similar pattern to traditional uh, kaggle competition where you mm-hmm. start with a baseline and then iteratively improve and then in the end assemble different techniques uh, yeah. come up with stacking type architectures so mm-hmm. similarly in these competition we also have to do the same thing but it's not just we have to do for machine learning maybe for analysis maybe for some other types of ed maybe for visualizations etc i think that's also great advice that what many people think of is the biggest model that they can just throw at their data instead you also have to work on small models really Correct. create a pvc or a mvp in terms of the business world then complicate it further yeah. yeah and that that's uh, that is very similar to what i have seen uh, in all my past industrial projects mm-hmm. any business problem it always starts with the simple solutions the yeah. customers or the clients they are not looking for very high accurate models in the first place they are looking for an end to end piece which shows that data science solution can give them something and Then i think once they are convinced they yeah. are actually aiming for that final big huge yeah, app that can do whatever but they they do start with this small yes uh, because they want to convince them first that yes data science can do something because <laughs> yeah. they always have the business problem but when we show them poc so then they are aware that yes we are on the right track now let us spend our time and effort and money to make this solution more comprehensive and more accurate got it uh also uh, thank you for sharing your wonderful solution via your blog i'll have that mm-hmm. linked uh, in our podcast description also could you tell us a bit about your solution uh, to the to the data science for good uh, challenge 
Sure. So, uh, like I mentioned before, I structured my solution in six different steps. And th- that's how I always start my any solution. Like I always break the bigger problem into different components and then come up with uh, different kernels or different strategies or different solutions for every uh, sub-task that I have broken. So as I mentioned, first step was just to gain all the business ideas. Uh, the next step, w- what I did was I created a very strong natural language processing engine, which, uh, which was used to convert all the unstructured data into structured format. Mm-hmm. So I started small. I started with simple regular expression, keyword-based, layout-based approach. But over the weeks, uh, I kept on adding more grammar-based rule, part-of-speech tag rules, mm-hmm. more natural language processing techniques. And over the week, uh, the solution evolved and solution improved uh, in itself. Uh, but the biggest takeaway which I learned from that first part was that I focused on completing that NLP engine end-to-end like at the first go, it was giving very bad results, but it had all the components. It, it was giving all the variables that were required to be extracted. And that's what I focused in the next few weeks uh, in improving the accuracy. So that was like the first part. The other part was more about uh, quantification of those unconscious bias present in those uh, job bulletins or job mm-hmm. descriptions, etc. So that's where I, my all the business knowledge which I gained from the internet that came into picture. I converted those business insights which I learned into data science strategies, into different types of EDAs which can be done, different yeah. statistical analysis which can be done. So I kept on iteratively trying and uh, implemented those uh, techniques on the real data sets which were available. Mm-hmm. I got to know that about five out of 20 ideas worked which is very true in uh, in all the data science scenarios that uh, whatever you know, not everything can work. Yeah. So that's where I picked all those ideas which worked for me. I then polished upon those ideas. Uh, one of the important piece was validation as well. We cannot just start with our hypothesis and say, this is coming from the data and this is true. So mm-hmm. in this case, since we did not have any unseen data or any external data on which we can see whether our approach is good or bad. So that's where I use the concept of simulation. I designed the experiments in which uh, a simulated world or simulated population was uh, defined. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every population had some applications, some candidates with different attributes. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I checked that whether the insights coming from my analysis or insights are they creating some impacts or some fluctuations in that simulated uh, environment? And are they significant uh, enough to say that this insight or this recommendation is relevant? Mm -hmm. So So I incorporated this. This was really your validation strategy to create a simulation of it. Yes. Yes. Because I made sure that simulation is very similar or it mimics the real world. What I tried that I used census data, I used uh, city demographics data and Mm -hmm used all the aggregated values to generate those simulations. So in a sense, the simulated data was not fake data or dummy data. This Mm -hmm. was very close to the real data set asset. So that is also one of the takeaway, which I would like to highlight here that uh, sometimes simulations can also be very helpful in validating Mm -hmm. your approaches. Uh, Well, the third part of this, uh, my submission was uh, a deep analysis of uh, textual data uh, mm-hmm. by the means of content analysis, language analysis, word choice, 
text complexity etc so that's in that piece in that kernel i focused a lot on uh, nlp techniques i quantification of uh, uh, of all the different uh, say sentiments or different insights present in the data and also measuring how well the person has written the text is the text actually serving the purpose for hmm. instance there is an important section in job description which is called duties what are the duties to be performed so by the use of natural language processing can we effectively measure is the duties fulfilling the purpose is the duty section explaining uh, what are the actual duties to be performed so by the analysis of what kind of verbs the person has used what kind of uh, noun phrases are present what kind of word choice they have used are they actually serving the purpose so these are i would say all the business ideas and you by using uh, techniques like uh, nlp post tagging and you with the use of python i converted them into implemented form and mm-hmm. then using visualization i made sure that the right idea which i want to convey is actually conveyed mm-hmm. and cool. uh, so this was the third part and finally in the last two parts i made use of uh, uh, further natural language processing techniques like uh, i used fast text uh, 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 model to generate word embeddings for every sentence and then yeah. identified if there are contextual similarities present in the job requirements mm-hmm. and whether i use those contextual similarity as a way to link uh, those promotional pathways let's say if an employee is working on one position but after serving a complete uh, decent amount of experience uh, mm-hmm. they can be promoted to other uh, senior most role so those mm-hmm. things i captured using text analysis and then i used d3.js to visualize those promotional pathways as well mm-hmm. so this was my whole solution um, i believe that uh, that is very comprehensive and very long may not be uh, uh, expressed in this podcast but definitely i think anyone wants to refer they can refer my blogs we'll and have all of those linked also for those who want sure. to check yeah. thanks thanks for the comprehensive summary also uh, so my biggest takeaway from this is a you don't have to have the business knowledge when approaching a new problem so people yeah. like someone might think of this as we need to teach a hiring person machine learning to to be able to solve this problem right right and the second takeaway for me is spend a lot of time on uh, understanding the data and even then continuously like you said you were validating your ideas constantly while even adding every feature you were constantly visualizing it correct got yeah. it and uh, the other thing i wanted to ask you like uh, you mentioned one out of 25 ideas work it's probably worse even for most some of the problems so Yes. how do we know when to stop approaching with with this angle or stop trying this idea that wasn't working or might not work right so i think uh, the work around can be th- thought from the other way like in in the first go what we can do is start or create a list of very comprehensive ideas different all possible ideas what can be tried mm-hmm. uh, then like try those ideas one by one and just make sure to log everything just make sure to document everything what mm-hmm. actually worked in that idea whether this feature came up to be important whether this feature had some different impact maybe you tried a machine learning idea say you assembled models together and see something worked or not so also creating that documentation say in a simple excel file can yeah. also help you to gain and uh, get a overall idea about what things actually worked and is there is scope to expand more is there is scope mm-hmm. to try some more ideas or mm-hmm. is there is some general pattern that in general most of the ideas are 
not working there are specific type of ideas which are working so probably we are on a saturation level we cannot apply more mm-hmm. so i believe uh, that that creating that excel file or documenting your ideas and creating the list of all the ideas treating it as a science problem so having this lab journal uh, yes. of sorts yes got it um so i also like uh, there's this common misconception that you can't be good on kaggle unless you have a mega ton of servers or uh, at least a huge chunk of graphic card so what are your right. thoughts on that of, about the hardware setup required to be to get a good taste of kaggle uh, i believe uh, that's one of the very biggest misconception people had because uh, even with very simple uh, specifications and very simple hardware people can actually create very good uh, insightful analysis and machine learning modeling stuff uh so i don't think uh, people should just think about hardware specification whatever they have whatever resources they have they should just take the first step start mm-hmm. with small things and nowadays we have free kaggle kernels which have mm-hmm. very good gpus and even uh, google collab so mm-hmm. which provides these services for free so mm-hmm. if the requirement demands very good hardware we can jump to these use cases but yeah. all the other use cases or say majority of the use cases can actually be solved with minimal hardware requirements yeah got it um also you've been very vocal about uh, the sort of toxic practices that you've been cultivating on kaggle so yeah. how does a beginner avoid uh, falling into the traps of these one who's not very experienced or doesn't know what's going on right so i believe uh, people should be aware about or should uh, should know about what kaggle actually is kaggle mm-hmm. is not a platform to say make your social media profiles kaggle is a platform to to make your work profile kaggle is a platform to practice skills learn from yeah. other skill which is the most important things mm-hmm. and when someone understand these points what kaggle is actually meant to be so yeah. then they should know that uh, it is important to appreciate other people work it is important mm-hmm. to respect other people work and toxic practices like say plagiarism or yeah. maybe abusive language or something those things are not on valid on kaggle platform mm-hmm. uh, because somehow uh, they they can create some maybe uh, good kernels but yeah. if if they have a bad reputation in the kaggle community and kaggle is worldwide known so so that somehow will reflect on that person as well mm-hmm. so i my biggest advice is to treat kaggle as learning platform and don't just think to use kaggle in some other forms as well i think also as like people call it to be a second time job so really treat it as a job environment absolutely people spend like hours and days and weeks on this so it's yeah. not just uh, about you can start toxic practices and maybe disrespecting other people work you yeah. can learn if you appreciate other people work got it so this also brings me to a question that even i sort of continuously ask myself is that for example i look at your kernels i get to learn a lot but what if i want to build on top of it so there is this fine gray line that approaches if mm-hmm. like i might be plagiarizing your work if i'm trying to build on top of it or build something similar to it so how does right. one take care of that yeah i think uh, whenever uh, there are always these cases mm-hmm. i think the what people should try is to take inspiration and take ideas from other people work and mm-hmm. not try to just exactly replicate and produce it as their own kernel they can replicate yeah. for learning purposes mm-hmm. but take inspiration about say i used some fancy visualization i did some cool eda yeah. you can try to replicate the same thing but maybe on a different data set mm-hmm. or other way can be you come up with an improvement you come up with an enhancement 
what people can do is that they can keep the entire kernel as it is but in the end they can share that these are the 10 advancements on top of say shivam's kernel so mm-hmm. appreciating and writing uh, giving credits to the original author are definitely some of the good ways to keep continuity in that uh, uh, work and as well as the kaggle okay. kernels yeah i think one of the traps that beginners fall into is they trying to chase a kernel because of the gamification but what they don't realize is kaggle is this beautiful community of people sharing their resources so correct you might get away with a medal or two but when you get back to the community for they help they might not be as respectful yeah. of your approach yeah and not just community but also in their real life jobs because somehow people know each other and somehow all these practices can be like everyone can be aware about who did what yeah. so it can reflect on your work as well i think again it's it's like if you treat it as a job and you essentially stealing your co employees work that would have a effect down the line yes, for sure yes got it um so setting aside these toxic practices assumingly like one takes care of this do you think a non traditional quote and quote background person can like get into get a break into data science field just on their kaggle experience based on that i believe yes because first of all kaggle is a kind of a platform which can uh guide the person into right direction in terms of what all skills are required what are techniques to learn mm-hmm. and secondly kaggle is a very well known platform all across the world all across the data science community so if a person is having a good kaggle profile so it can help the person in getting the data science jobs as well got it uh, and what are your best tips for beginners who are just getting started and they aiming to become grandmasters hopefully one day right so my one of the biggest tip is uh, around learning so whenever new person wants to learn something they sometimes refer to online courses or maybe follow some blog articles etc and yeah. one of the pitfalls i have seen in many junior or aspiring data scientists is that they tend to get deviated from what they started maybe <laughs> they find that this course that they started is becoming more complex they are not able to understand this thing or maybe they got feedback from their fellow employee or their friend who said don't take this course why don't you take other course so yeah. my biggest advice is to stick to whatever you have started stick mm-hmm. try to complete even if you feel that maybe you are not learning that much maybe you are not getting that much but at least try to complete all those things that you have at least started as such mm-hmm. uh the second advice that i'll have is um, around end to end thinking uh, yeah. don't just treat data science as statistical Uh, approaches machine learning approaches modeling etc because all those things as you also mentioned that 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 can be done in four lines of python code <laughs> but data science is much more than that you think about why business need why data science solution needs to be created and who will be impacted what are the roles and responsibilities of person that mm-hmm. you are going to affect with your data science approach yep uh, and the third uh, advice that i want to give is the structured thinking Uh, mm-hmm. most of the data science or analytics problems uh, are open ended they are they mm-hmm. are unstructured in nature so mm-hmm. if you have this mindset in which you can come up with a structure in the problem you can come up with the ways to tackle down a problem in a step by step manner mm-hmm. you can uh, approach the problem very well you can implement that as well got it so what like i i, I my take is like as as a software engineer we try to think of how cool can uh, and what cool manner can we solve this in just four lines of code but it's really about looking at things in a business fashion definitely broad sense got Definitely. it and uh before we conclude so 
any best tips for people who feel intimidated by by the field because like uh, yeah because I, we feel I think people just should take the first step it's all about <laughs> taking the first step just write just maybe participate in very popular titanic competition and get a taste of what can be done what are the things out there and then mm-hmm. make a plan make a plan about uh, how you want to learn say machine learning or natural language processing what you want to do do you want to take a course do you want to write a kernel do you want to participate in a competition write a plan because we know that people are not good in following the plans but at least when you write a plan you you get a sense of the steps which are required so mm-hmm. just taking the first step making a plan and just uh, get your hands dirty with all the problems is the first step which everyone should do awesome also if you could tell us uh, how could we best follow your work kagal uh, is there of course where else are you active what platform oh uh, yes I, i am very active on linkedin and uh, twitter as well so maybe we can link it, we, we'll have all of those linked in in our cards sure. and, and the description and what's next for you now that you're already a kernel grandmaster and you're also about to complete your masters mm-hmm. so. yeah so definitely from kagal i will try to improve my profile in terms of competitions like mm-hmm. i am not very uh, focused fully or dedicatedly participated in any competition maybe i'll try to do that mm-hmm. uh, in terms of my work experience in terms of my next opportunities i will be working full time uh, mm-hmm. in uh, uh, let's see uh, i have couple of options that i want to pursue in so mm-hmm. i'll be deciding on that and at the same time i want to keep a sense of research in me i want mm-hmm. to parallelly i want to do different research ideas and uh, see if maybe something new can become up as such got it or like thanks so much for all of the great advices and for all the things you you've been doing for the community and all the amazing kernels uh, yeah th- it, it thank you so much yeah thank you so much for inviting me as well and it was also a great experience to talk about uh, all my experiences that i gained so hopefully the community may be benefited thanks a lot thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed the show please be sure to give it a review or feel free to shoot me a message you can find all of the social media links in the description if you like the show please subscribe and tune in each week to chai time data science